Hey, what's going on, everyone? What's up, Garbage Timers? Oh, my God. We recorded this episode 25th of June this year. It's been a couple of weeks in the making here. Very slow progress on my part. My apologies to all involved. Anyway, what we talked about in this episode is still highly relevant now. Only one small amendment had to be made. That'll be very noticeable when you listen to it. Uh, I'm not going to ramble on too much here other than to say... Uh, bring on the NBL this year. Teams are all taking shape, taking form. We're going to cover all that coming up in future episodes. Uh, The NBA Summer League has started. Who gives a fuck, really? And Paddy Mills is looking like getting traded three times in three weeks. Yeah, so personally, I was hoping he was going to stick at OKC so that he could play with Josh Giddy. Chet Holmgren looks like he could be the goods after one game. And is Wembenyama a bust already? Wemby, a bust? Say it ain't so. Greg Popovich also signs a five-year deal with the Spurs. He's obviously got a lot of faith in young Victor there. So let's see how it all plays out. Enough rambling for me. Let's get straight into the episode of the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast, episode 31. Hey, welcome everybody to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. I'm Rodney E, the host of this show, and I've got Matt with me this week and the Oracle. How you going, fellas? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. That's good, Oracle. Yep, I'm good as well. Fucking yeah. enjoying a fucking after season or the fucking postseason now. I'm just uh, waiting for the free agency to start and waiting, waiting for the crazy wacky shit that, that goes with it. Yeah, well, some some wacky shit has already started, hasn't it? Quick congratulations to the Denver Nuggets taking out the NBA Finals there. Good to see Jokic win. I think Jimmy was probably playing injured through most of that series. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I think they just fucking, they run out of gas towards the end. They, uh, yeah, going through Milwaukee and Boston, just run out of puff and stress. and Yeah, they used it all up on the fucking Celtics, didn't they? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Miami, you fucking tards. But yeah, no, I think yeah, I'm they, not bitter. It was just like what happened with the, in the fucking bubbles. I just run out of gas at the end, and yeah, and fucking they're trying to do it the hardest way possible. Fucking from tenth place or whatever the fuck. But yeah, but fucking yeah. Well done to the Nuggets. It was good to see Jokic win that ring and get some fucking people off his back about oh, you won as a fucking MVPs, but he can't ring your ring win the ring, and uh, he did it with not that many all stars on the team. Well. So, yeah, no, huge fucking congrats, and, yeah, I'm happy for him. Proved himself to be the best player by far in the league. and Absolutely. Made anyone who voted for Embiid for MVP look like a fucking idiot, really. I mean, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We all know who the real MVP is. Yeah, he dominated. He absolutely dominated. Deserved winner of the championship this year. Very good. All right, let's, let's move on. 
What else are we going to talk about, guys? Well, did you want to say anything about the fucking Celtics or you just don't care anymore? Listen, uh, highly disappointed, obviously. Let's just talk about Chris Dapps for a second. Um, he's apparently joining the Celtics and they move off Marcus Smart and send him to the Grizzlies. Um, what do you think of that fit, Smart in the in Memphis there? Great for Memphis. Yeah, especially with uh, Moran or only out for 25 games, but added stability and, you know, he'll be, he'll be good for the locker room. They needed a playmaker, didn't they, with Jar being out for 25, you know. Well, they need leadership, though. They need, they need someone who's going to be a vocal leader to get them in line. Yeah, well, he certainly is that. It's absolutely fantastic for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Hopefully, they're going to still get a few good seasons out of Marcus Smart. Personally, I think he works well as a playmaker, as, as a floor leader, making plays for other people, but... I don't want to see him off the ball, catch and shoot. I think he's terrible in that role. And uh, the Celtics tried to use him that fucking launching 53s a game. What a fucking joke. Uh, as disappointed as I am to see him leave the squad, Marcus can, you know, his mouth gets, gets you in trouble a little bit too on occasions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but not to the extent of some other loudmouths in the league. I think that his positives definitely outweigh his, his negatives. And I think that, shit, if they, someone offered you him as in a trade, you'd take it any day of the week. I'm not really sure how Porzingis sort of has gone up so far in everyone's estimation. I think he's come off a pretty good season, like one of his best seasons since... Uh, yeah, play, yeah, but look where he's played. Look, who, look who he's playing. Look at the team he's playing on, and look who like no one cares. You know what I mean? Like the pressure is off. Anytime yeah. he's got any pressure on him, guy never seems to step up. So, yeah, the, the, puzzling. We'll I thought it was puzzling. Um, I, 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 I think the Celtics need a bigger front court. Um, yeah. They need someone to replace Horford. I think Porzingis is a great. I think he's an upgrade on on Horford for sure. Um, I don't know, man. I, don't, I actually don't know if he is because I don't think he really screens that well. He doesn't rebound for a seven foot two guy. He's not rebounding a lot. I mean, he's going to sit in the corner and shoot threes. Well, he's he's going to play outside a fair bit. I think that's why they got him. They want a guy who can trail the other guys and and hit threes from the top of the key or wherever he drifts out to. I'm not too disappointed at the trade. I don't think he's going to be a long term fit. I think. You know, the Celtics are, are pushing for a championship now. That motivated the yeah, They've the been trade. pushing for five, six years now, man, though, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? they, like, have, they have. Hey, yeah. you're telling someone who already knows that. Like, I'm extremely frustrated with how the Celtics' seasons have panned out over the last five seasons. I'm not mad at them trying stuff, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit sceptical too. I mean, you know, I didn't really know how to feel about it. We got some draft picks as well for Marcus Smart, so who knows what the Celtics are trying to do? Maybe they move off someone else as well. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to move off Brogdon, and we've heard rumours that possibly he uh, doesn't play three quarters of the season this year as well. So, you know, they're basically a player down, a guard down in, in that regard as well. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much more about the Celtics because it just pisses me off, really. It just, it just makes me angry. The NBA draft, there was no surprises there. You'd be happy, Matt, with uh, Henderson coming to Portland? Yeah, I am. I think he's a, clearly he's a fantastic player, potential franchise player. He's played against NBA, you know, level talent as well the last couple of years. I think I think he looks pretty good. What the Blazers are doing though, it, 
no one knows. So are they going to get Bam? Are they trying to get Bam or no? No, no. There's no way they're getting him. They've tried to. I think they've proposed a few deals for him, and they've just got laughed out of the room. So that, I don't think that's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see whether the clock expires and uh, they trade Lillard, which I would not be angry at. I wouldn't be. I'd be like at this stage of his career, he gets to do whatever he wants. And if he wants an established player, uh, some, some help, he wants to win now in, in Portland with the help of some veteran players, then, you know, you either say, yes, yes, anything you want, or you say, sorry, we're going to trade you. He's come in and said he, he wants to stay. Whether or not behind, you know, closed doors, he says, yeah, I want to trade. Yeah, that's but a different story. But he's, yeah. also, he's also said that he wants veteran help. He wants to turn the draft picks and possibly any asset, anyone else on the roster, into other players, other veteran players to help him win now in, in Portland. And I haven't seen anything from the front office that suggests they're going to do that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. There hasn't been too much chatter yet with, uh, you know, the free agency coming up. So, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll find out. And it's pretty bleak out there for free agents. It, and it's uh, with the contract. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on with these contracts and stuff like that too, like the Chris Paul trade and stuff like that is, to me, that all of it makes no sense at all. So who knows what will happen? Something something crazy could happen and we end up with fucking Anthony Davis or something like that. But who knows? That would be pretty crazy for Portland if he, you know, if they were able to lure AD away. But, yeah, it's... Well, players are getting traded for nothing now, though. Players are getting that's essentially right. traded for, for, you know, air, pieces of blank paper and stuff like that that who knows what's, you know, for, for something to be determined down the line clearing the books, clearing money off the books and stuff like that. But that, that that's a cool uh, Chris Paul trade. To me, makes no sense for anyone, but but they did it. Well, I mean, it looks like Washington's just gonna fucking go tank and uh, rebuild. How do you get rid of Beal? How do you get rid of all that stuff and not even have a first round draft pick? Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's it's fucking bizarre. Yeah, I I have no idea what that franchise is fucked. Well, yeah, I mean they've done three rebuilds in a row now, haven't they? They're rebuilding after a rebuild. Yeah. Like, you know, it makes zero sense. You can't really count the John Wall, Paul Pierce era, I don't think. Nah. Never did anything, so. They'll be languishing uh, near the bottom of the standings. For at least another 10 years. Just shut the fucking, just shut the franchise down. Seriously. Accrue the kind of talent through the draft that you need to win. That's going to take, you know, between six and 10 years. For them, so without any, you know, without without any assets to trade for draft picks, that's how long it will take them. If you're a Washington fan, fuck. I mean, grim times. Grim is an understatement. Just briefly, though, Phoenix is going all in. Their big four is costing them 162 million. Where you know the max salary cap for the NBA team next season is 134, and they've still got to fucking sign up a bench. So the only yeah. positive I can think about in that is they'll probably retain Landale because. You know, he's kind of – yeah, he'll probably play for – For minimum or whatever. I don't know. He's going to have to play for minimum. Slab now, of beers. And if they've got no fucking first-round draft picks until 2031. That's Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I wouldn't be surprised if Landau signed somewhere else, to be honest. I think he played a fairly good season. He was impressive in, in, in stretches. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does get a better offer. Yeah, he might. Well, he, he played someone- – Offer him more money, yeah. He played yeah. extremely well in the playoffs. He he provided the energy when they didn't have any. And as we're well aware now, Jock Landale signed a four-year deal with the Houston Rockets, netting himself $32 million. So our Aussies are getting paid in the NBA. Now, let's get back to the show. He is very good bench player in the NBA. Like, he 
does exactly that. Exactly what you said. Comes out with energy, runs the floor, grabs rebounds. He, just, he puts in effort. That's all it's green. Yeah, 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 it's just effort. That's all it is. And it's, I think I think that's why we're getting a bit tired of the NBA because so many in so many instances you see players just not making an effort, especially not on the defensive end. Yeah, well, well, you know, we'll fuck the NBA now. Let's talk about some NBL. NBL unrivaled. This is a world class league. Yeah, we could get into that, but let me say that going forward on this podcast, we will be talking a lot more NBL and covering it a lot more in depth. There's already been some uh, some signings and, and teams are, are building their rosters as we speak in the NBL, getting prepared for the, the preseason, which starts in a couple of months, I think. Yeah, once the footy finishes up in Australia here, that's pretty much when the NBL regular season starts. We're going to cover that a lot more in depth and start moving off a lot of the NBA stuff. For me personally, I think that's that's a good direction for this podcast to go being that that's our local league. And it's, you know, the last five years we've seen the NBL increase in popularity, viewership, the quality on the court is is the highest it's ever been. Everything about it is just, just getting better. Have you got something quick you want to say about the Kings, Frank? Just uh, I'm, I'm really really happy with where, where they're going at the moment. They've, they've uh, you know, signed some good players and they've got a new coach. They've still yet to sign another import. So that, that can't be too far away, I don't think. But... Uh, you know, Alex Tui is a big signing for us. So that massive, yeah, yeah that, that's a huge signing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to uh, watching him play. Yeah, they always do well. Like they've won the last two championships, and they've, this is how quickly the t- stuff turns around in the NBL. Like a team can just yeah. from one season to another can be totally different, and they've had to do that the past three or four seasons. The Kings they've had to totally recruit. Fresh, almost. They have really sort of franchise, huge players that go on to bigger things, you know, in NBA, internationally, and all that sort of stuff. And they've had to do it again. And, and yet again, they've signed two really great players. Tuvi is going to be a fucking flat-out star. And uh, Jonah Bolden, well, clearly he's talent. He's mega talented. Clearly he is could, really could talented. Could be an all-NBL player, though. Is that's, could be. Could be. That's Look, definitely uh, his potential. It, it all depends on... Is how his mindset is, I think, and yeah. he, he'll come yeah. back fresh, like because he. Uh, there've been some stories. There have been some stories about, like I said, clearly he's a talented player, but he did. A lot like Ben Simmons. Well, well, yeah, a little. Uh, no one ever really knows one hundred percent of a situation when if you're not there. But no. when he decided to leave the Boomers camp, when he was looking good to to get a roster to you know to make, I thought the, he was. I thought he was a shoe in. Yeah, I yeah, thought he was I, definitely going to make the squad. And he decided to leave because of they couldn't promise him in a certain amount of minutes he was going to play. I thought that was that sort of said a lot about you know maybe being a bit selfish and stuff like that. And also then when he was in Philadelphia and wasn't getting the minutes maybe that he thought he should be, and just up and quits and became a cryptocurrency millionaire or whatever the fuck he did. Like I think he started a cryptocurrency trading company. I think when he quit, right. and he is extremely wealthy for him to come good back. Yeah, well, yeah, good on him. Good on him. But but for him to come back, I think he has to have the right mindset. It's not going to be easy. The NBL, like it's not an easy league to play in. It's maybe the hardest league in the world to play in because of how physical and the defense and all that sort of stuff. It's not going to be a walk in the park for him. We we know very well it's not a cupcake league that's been 
said ad nauseum about the yeah, NBL. It's yeah. definitely it's definitely a tough league to play in. So how he comes in mentally is it's going to matter. It's going to almost be the most important thing for the Kings this season, on depending on their success, you know? Yeah. Look, I, d- I don't mind saying that some of these players appear fucked up in the head. Given what sort of opportunity is in front of them, it's bizarre how I don't know whether it's, they've been too sheltered or not socialised properly or bad family and friends influences the jar Morant, Morant stuff you, you hear all the commentary around that as oh you know it's it's the friends that he keeps around him that that are causing all these problems maybe he's just got got a few issues that he needs to sort out off the court and this 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 could be I mean th- this is human stuff this has got nothing to do with basketball like basketball pales in comparison to someone being mentally well, you know, psychologically well, healthy mind and body. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as that to say that about him. I just think that he has some. It's a know, fucked up attitude. It's a, well, it is. It's it's that's selfish. a fucked attitude to go. Yeah, oh, but you know, if you can't guarantee me minutes, I'm out of here. Like fuck you. Yeah, I mean, but there's a difference between that. Like, say, Alan Iverson saying, "I'm not coming off the bench." Not a great thing, and. Ja Morant flashing around. Oh, there's, there's, there's levels of being a, being a dickhead. You know what I mean? And and I think yeah, flash- and some of it and some of it has nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this, I think that in this case, this has everything to do with basketball. I think that uh, clearly he's he's a smart gentleman. Yeah, he, he was well, successful at life, but uh, maybe or he's just getting good advice. To- you know, like it's. I mean, it's it's maybe it's it's not all him. Well, we don't know. We don't know for 100% for sure, do we? Right. All we do know is that how he goes is going to be, if he goes, then the Kings go as well. I hope I'm 100% wrong, you know, that he's got a fucked up attitude and everything. I really hope I'm wrong about that, but we'll see. We'll see how he goes in the NBL this season, providing that he steps on a court, providing he actually plays for the team. But from all reports, it looks like it's going to be that way, like he is actually going to play. So let's let's hope. That he's sorted out whatever the issues were before. Let's hope he's sorted all that out and we get to see him play some good basketball in the NBL this season. Things are uh, heating up for a number of teams. You know, they're they're all assembling their, their rosters now. It's all gearing up pretty fast. And I'm actually checking out a bit of the NBL one as well. South division, because that's the one Ballarat playing. Ballarat doing quite well at the moment as well. So who knows? We might end up uh, discussing a bit of that as well. Yeah, we might as well just just cut it there. I think whatever you've got, Frank, we'll just save that for next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I apologies for just being incredibly disorganised today and fucking hungover. I haven't been able to get off the fucking toilet most of the day. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's it's a mess in there too. It's just it's not good. It's not cool at all. Big clean up day for me tomorrow. Also, I've started refing in Ballarat here and. All so, pretty good. Those backcourts at the minor dome, like it was minus three or something. Fuck. And it was just like a freezer in there. We could all see our breath breathing yeah, out. <laughs> the other ref that I was with, he had a jacket on, gloves, you know, he was wearing a scarf, and we were running, you know, like it, it was insanely cold. Yeah. But apart, yeah. apart from that, it's it, it all went well. So, you know, I'm establishing all that here in Ballarat, which is good. It's a bit rusty, but... Uh, Got through it all okay. Anyway, don't know why I mentioned that on the podcast, but um, we'll cut it there. Rapid fire episode. Yeah. Got it. Got any any final final words, Frank? Oh, I just hope fucking Chicago does something decent for the fucking free agency season coming up. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him. You know, just do anything. Really, yeah, something. Something. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's it for me. 
right. Matt, any final words? No, no nothing I want to add. I would, uh, let's say thank you. And bye. Good. Good. <laughs> nice. Nice sign-off. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's us. This episode's done. Follow us on all the social medias for if you want. And shout-out to Mr. Chibs, Kenny Anderson, who I'm not sure why he follows us on Twitter, but he does. And I'm very grateful for that. See you later, everyone. Frank? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, sorry about today, man. I oh, fuck. Oh, I just feel like absolute shit. Mm. Yeah, fucking age catches up and fucking. You know what it was? I think there was this orange. What's that orange cheese? Orange cheese? You know that? It's like, it's not cheddar. You know, like. I don't know why it was orange, but they served up all this cheese last night. And I fucking, I think I ate too much of that. And that's why I'm just, <laughs> my ass is just repeating on me today. Uh, it's it's just, no, I'm not even going to describe it because it's just absolutely disgusting, revolting. <laughs> I woke my poor housemate up last night at about four o'clock. In the morning. Uh, but it was good, though. I DJed for nine hours, dude. I didn't think I had nine hours in me, but... It's a long session. Yeah. Got through it. And then this morning, my sister was supposed to help me go and collect everything, and she completely out of action. Um, so I had to... <laughs> yeah, had to go and do all that. Um, about 11.30 this morning. And I was you know, just, I just needed to crap my pants the whole time. <laughs> just felt incredibly seedy. And um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't not want to do this recording, but I, I oh, I'm just struggling big time, man. Well, fucking go lay down on the couch and fucking chill. I think I just, you know, I just need like a big, a bottle of mineral water that usually does it for me. Just get a big bottle of mineral water, drink that, get oxygen back in my blood. That's that's all I can do. Yeah, but um, look, next next recording, I'll be a lot more organised and we'll we'll have a bit of a chat to Chris, you know, before we start recording, so you can you know because yeah. both don't really know him so you know i think we need to allow a bit more time for that to let him um, yeah to to get him involved yeah all good and i feel bad about not being able to get him in today but we, yeah we'll, we'll